de la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to welcome back Don Otvos to the very first episode of our new monthly series that we're calling RevTech Reactions. In this series, Don and I will be digging into the latest trends coming from the front lines of the exploding RevTech space. Joining us is Don Otvos himself, who is the VP of Business Development at Lean Data, which provides modern revenue orchestration for today's growth leaders. So far this week, Don and I have talked about RevTech, best of breed versus monolith. And today we're gonna wrap up our conversation by discussing what is the connected RevTech stack? Okay, here's my conversation with Don Otvos, the VP of Business Development at Lean Data. Don, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so yesterday we dug in and talked about this idea of a monolithic, a little bit of an exaggeration there to be sure, but a monolithic versus a best of breed approach. And we spent some time talking about the company that's made the most aggressive moves recently, which is ZoomInfo. We also referred to other examples of companies out there making similar moves. And I think in, in many cases, both accretive, in other words, inorganic and organic moves. And today what I wanted to do is talk about some of the consequences to the decisions that RevOps people are making now that might lead them to either have a connected stack or not. So Don, I wouldn't mind doing is giving folks a definition of what a connected RevTech stack looks like. I'm going to pick on you first. Go. What does a connected stack look like? Yeah. I mean, so your connected stack is where you you have these pieces of technology. I think yesterday we talked, there was like 80 of them in your organization. Now, are all 80 of them talking to each other? Maybe, maybe not. Some some probably require it. Some probably can live independently. And so the connected RevTech stack is where you have, you know, these pieces of tech talking to each other in an, an efficient manner, right? You you have it generating, you know, you have these pieces of tech that are generating the signals that you want to reflect in other pieces of of your tech stack and have them maybe take actions based on those signals that you see. That that's really what the the basis of a, a connected revs tech stack is. Okay. I have a slightly better version of that because I'm a marketer and I will share that everybody with everybody in a moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but before we get there, I, I think what I wouldn't mind doing is just giving some examples, current examples that people would be like, oh yeah, that is connected. That's out there. So I'll start Don. So your WordPress instance connected to your marketing automation connected to your CRM. That's like, we're so used to that. We don't even think about the fact that that triumvirate, that combination does not function without those connections. It's a good example of a portion of our RevTech stacks that's currently connected. Are there others that you can share with us off the top of your head, Don, or is that like the primary example? Oh, yeah. You could have your, your, you have a sales engagement platform, like an outreach 
a sales loft that is connected to your CRM. And then on the back end, maybe you connect it to a financial platform like an ERP, like a NetSuite, right? So you basically think about the, the sales process starts from prospecting, sales engagement. You know, you want to make sure all that data is pushed into Salesforce. Once the deal closes, you want to have all that information that you collected on the front end reflected in, in the back end as you go to invoice that customer. Right. Okay, cool. So it's happening out there, right? I was going to give my definition now, Don, because it's it's spectacular. It's spectacular. Before I move on to my next point, should I give you this definition? Yeah. All right, here we go. The connected RevTech stack that I see going forward, that's a little unfair, so it's the future definition, right? I see going forward is one that is based on use cases that are the most important to your organization. And I'll give you an example. I think the future of the connected stack will be based on things like high velocity inbound. I am an organization that has a reasonably low transaction amount. I'm a B2B SaaS organization. My average deal size is say less than 10K. And I do a great job through organic and inorganic, so digital, of driving a lot of interest. Let's call them leads to my website. I get so much interest in fact that the system breaks if I don't have some sort of code or application behind it to help me process all these leads, right? So that's sort of the classic scenario we deal with, with our customers, right? Lots and lots of inbound leads. But the use case I'm speaking to is the ability to take and ingest those signals, those are leads, enrich that lead through data, say from ZoomInfo or Clearbit or Cognizant, depending on where you are in the world. And then based on that enrichment, make a decision about what signal that account is attached to or opportunity it's attached to, and firing off a set of plays based on what you've learned through that process. Is this a, as we call it in our own parlance at Lean Data, is this a P1? In other words, this is a high priority lead. We're going to knock off a different play based on whether that's a high priority lead. So as an example, we may well say, gosh, that was IBM. Speaking of IBM, that I, that was IBM that came through. We're at a current deal cycle. And actually, you know that they're part of a demand unit. We're going to send them the IBM content pack. That's our play and a nice little gift from Sendoso. And all of that occurs because the stack is connected, right? And what does that mean? And not only that, it's going to come from the right person at your organization that is working with that demand unit at IBM. Thank you. You finished my sentence, Don. We've been working oh, together okay. way too long. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's that to me is the idea of, of a connected stack. And it's the future connected stack. And I think you did a great job, Don, of sort of outlining what our current connections are between applications. And frankly, our stack wouldn't work without those connections. But I, I think to me, that's the idea of this future connected stack. How does that sound to you, Don? No, it, it's great. And I think I think the difference that you have is it's like, there's V1 and V2, right? The the V1 is, yes, they are connected. Yes, I am pushing data back and forth, right? Like my sales engagement is pushing a person's name that we are talking to that is the decision maker into my CRM. And then my CRM is taking the name of that person and pushing it into my ERP so that I can you know generate an invoice at the tail end. The true V2 connected stack is, is as you described. You know, you're creating, you have those signals that are occurring. Those signals are getting pushed into your CRM. And then you're taking those signals and generating plays in your other applications that are also attached to your CRM that are based on those signals, as, as you described. Because that's really the automating that is the V2. You know, just having the connection, just allowing it to push data back and forth, big deal, right? Sure, that's a connected stack. 
but it's what is it really doing for you? You're just pushing, you're pushing pixels around, you're pushing data around. It's not a big deal. The real, the the vision of a, you know, the connected stack is being able to transact and execute those plays based on those signals and have that right action come from the right person at your organization at the right time. That that's that's the vision of the connected stack in my mind. And of course, with all things good in the rev tech and the rev ops world, this is grassroots movement, right? This is, so we had the great privilege of having a thousand amazing, amazing SaaS organizations that, by the way, represent 1,000, well, not completely, but let's say 800 of the 8,000 applications that Scott Brinker refers to in his annual study, right? So we've got a lot of these folks in the code, sort of the guts of your rev tech stack that are out there, not surprisingly, creating this groundswell of connections, if you will. So the, the organization I'll bring up, it's one of our favorites, is Audit Board, who has you know really done an amazing job. And I'm just speaking to that inbound piece, Don, right? That inbound piece of enablement plus, I think it's outreach or sales left. I can't recall what which they're firing off to, but one of the two. They have, I think they have outreach. They're outreach, right? So they're using enablement plus routing and matching to fire off a play in outreach, right? So it's coming from the innovators, if you will, in the RevOps community. Those are the folks that are making those connections. Now, how do people navigate that stuff, Don, right? So that's sort of like cottage industry stuff they figured out because they have certain applications in their stack. They're like, oh, this app can do this. I feel like what we have right now are, again, great application, not meant to say that this is uh, something that's a bad choice, but the Saligos of the world, like the iPass industry, really is attempting to address this challenge. I feel like it's a short though. It's it's not going to happen the ways we need it to because really what, what iPass does is says, great, we're going to help you connect that application to this application and this application to that application. And then we've seen this classic spaghetti graph you get at the end of this. It's even worse than that, really. Like if you if you look at if you go out and and see some of the messaging some vendors are doing. I w- I was at the the Salesloft conference just recently, and their whole messaging is around rhythm. And okay, well, well, what is rhythm? And and you look at what they talk about, and and they are they are making a very big push into partners because they want to be able to partner with a lot of these applications that can drive a play in Salesloft. Okay. Well, that's great. But like, what if I want to drive a play of something that is not connected to sales loft? You know, that then becomes the argument of where you need to, you really need to consider, you know, what is the hub of where your actions are occurring? Where, what is the one place that is your data repository? It's not sales loft. It's not these independent applications. It's your CRM, right? So you really need to think about making sure that you're driving these executions through the platform that your data resides. So it's great to have, you know, Sixth Sense and SalesLoft and all these other applications that are out there. They all connect this, they all connect to your CRM, right? In our on our, you know, in our instance, at Lean Data, it connects to Salesforce. So where do we drive all of our all of our actions through? We drive it through the data that we see that resides in the CRM, which is which is Salesforce. So you need to have all these applications connect to your CRM and then have a way to drive the signals to turn into actions in these other applications using CRM as your hub. That is the future of what a, you know, ideal rev tech stack looks like. Well, I, I think we've done a pretty good job, Don, of describing the connected stack. I'm satisfied. I have to say, I'm going to give us a five out of five stars on our Yelp rating for this episode. Okay. <laughs> 
and I think, Don, you've got a really good job of, of explaining what the alternatives are for folks that are out there. And I would say I think it's more to come these days. I would say I agree with you completely. The Salesforce, Sales Cloud at the center or Microsoft Dynamics at the center is really the starting point. Where do people go if they want to learn more? I'm going to answer first and just say we've got OpStars coming up, which is a lean data property, but it is really a RevOps community gathering. Are there other places that people can attach to to see where that innovation is coming from? Other resources you'd suggest for them? Trailhead, perhaps, with Salesforce? Yeah, Trailhead for Salesforce is a, is a good place. The Trailblazer community. I mean, it's really communities where, where you see these things talked about. So you know, your, your modern sales pros, your trailblazer community, you know, pavilion, wizard of ops, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, rev ops communities that exist that have really good, lively discussions, you know, uh, about what we're talking about, you know, how, how do I accomplish X, you know, how do I do it in the most efficient way possible? That's going to still allow me to be a hyper growth organization. You know, how can, how can I do it in a way that I can be featured at OpStars next year as, as having a top-tier revenue operations organization? I think that's where you're really going to find those things talked about. Great advice from Donnie O, the king of RevOps. Don, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> oh, one more thing is Dreamin'. If you've got a local Dreamin' event, great source as well. A great community events. Yeah. Yep. yep, fantastic. All right, Don, thanks for joining me again. You bet. I'm glad to be here. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Don Uffos, VP of Business Development at Lean Data for joining us. If you would like to contact or learn more about Don, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Donnyo, D-O-N-N-Y-O, or visit our company website at leandata.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, Head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is MarketAdvocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, We'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. 